right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Cluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Cluck, and today it is a 12 questions version of the podcast with Eric Almarola of Stuart Haas Racing. Almarola had a great race going last week at Chicagoland Speedway, led 70 laps, was rolling for a while there, and I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to have the winner of the race on the podcast. But as we know, it turned out uh, quite differently with the exciting finish there between Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch. But Almarola is still having a great year, and I thought it'd be good to catch up with him for the 12 questions. I will say a funny thing did happen during this 12 questions that has never happened before. So I will explain that when we get to that part. But uh, take a listen to this week's 12 questions with Eric Almarola. All right, everybody. I'm here with Eric Almarola. And Eric, the first question is, how often do you oh, have you're dreams? you're jumping right into questions? Like you don't even say like hi or anything like that? Uh, hi. Okay, how fine. are you? No, it's Are good. you enjoying no, your No, let's Sonoma? just go straight to business. That's fine. <laughs> how often do you have dreams about racing? Uh, most of my dreams about racing stem from uh, this like panic. Panic sets in because I'm late to... Uh, the race like I'm trying to put my fire suit on as fast as I can I'm trying to find my shoes um, and the cars are like the national anthem just finished and everybody's getting in their cars and I'm not dressed yet and I'm like in this massive panic to try and get in the car and like hurry up and run to the car and get my belts on um, while the other cars are out on the track making pace laps and then usually I wake up and a cold sweat in the bed because I'm freaking out that I'm going to miss the race. So that's usually what any racing um, dreams you know, are about. That would, that would freak me out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if someone gets into you, or if you get, sorry, if you get into someone during a race, whether it's intentional or not, does it matter if you apologize? I think it's situational. Um, I think it's very situational. I think, I mean, most of us, we know when it's intentional or unintentional and you know if it's if it's unintentional you know you can typically take care of it on the track you give a little wave out the window and and it's all good life goes on but when it's flat out intentional or or you know an accident that you know takes them out of the race then yeah, I think I think it's important to to be able to kind of work through that and try and hash that out or at least make an effort um, you know, it, it, when everybody's mad and in the heat of the moment, I think it usually falls on deaf ears, but, you know, I think later on in the week or, you know, the, you know, leading up to the next race, uh, once everybody kind of calms down, it, it usually works itself out. Okay. What is the biggest compliment someone could give you? Racing wise or... Uh, just Personal like somebody wise. walks up to you and they're like, "Hey, man, I really whatever," and you're like, "Wow, thanks." Yeah, you know? I, I feel like um, through the years, having people walk up to me and and say, you know, "Hey, we really think that you're a class act," or "Hey, we we you know we've watched you," and uh, lately, uh, a lot of people have walked up and say, "Hey, the way you handled uh, you know post Daytona 500 media." Um, you, you're truly a class act and, and that was, that was awesome of you. And, and we really think the world of you because of that or whatever, that, that makes me feel good. I mean, the race inside of it's one thing, but, um, character is a whole nother thing. And I think character is, is, is really important. Yeah, that's cool. 
So NASCAR comes to you and they're like, hey, Eric, we are bringing a celebrity to the track. We'd love for you to host them, bring them around a little bit. Who is a celebrity you'd be really excited about hosting? Uh, man. Um, <laughs> I am totally drawing a blank on that. I don't are know. Are you not I much of a celebrity guy? I'm not guy? much of a celebrity guy. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I prefer kind of my own little world and my own little group of friends and yeah I don't I don't know I don't I, I'm I got nothing for you on that one Gluck I, no that's fine yeah that, that's that's an answer in itself because it reveals something about yourself so, yeah, I, yeah I just yeah. I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not one that really cares or gets that excited or anything about uh, about famous people I, I like real people I like okay. I like I like the people that uh, that are just normal everyday people. Okay. Um, so, this question really is not that celebrities can't be real people. Oh sure, sure. No, right? I got that. But I got that. Uh, this next question, as as you know, these don't all apply to you. So I doubt this will apply to you with your sponsor Smithfield here. But in an effort to show it's a health conscious sport, NASCAR offers the number one pit stall selection for an upcoming race to the first driver willing to go vegan for a month. Would you do it? Uh, can I, can I put, can I put bacon on everything? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that, no, I don't think that counts as, as No, vegan, can I no. like eat like a completely like vegan salad, but then just top it with lots of Smithfield bacon? Would that, would that be okay? What if it, what if they said, would you go all bacon for a month as like the bacon only? Yeah. Like breakfast, lunch, like and dinner, bacon the opposite only? Of, yeah. Like. Well, I already do that. So I think, sure. Why not? Okay. Okay. So all bacon diet, you yes. get the number one fits all. Yes. Okay, sure. That's a deal. All right. When are we going to do that? What race? <laughs> which race? Which, which pit stall do you want to race for? Which number one pit stall do you want? Uh, Dover is a pretty good one to have, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this one. Let's go oh, with this okay. one. Can you, so then we, this is like moments before qualifying, right? Oh, uh, yeah, it um, is. So can you just go talk to NASCAR? And yeah, I mean, they're over there. Yeah. Yeah, I can see what I can do. See if, see if you could do that. Then, I, then I'd be done for the day. sometimes, though. Then I'd be done for the day. <laughs> That's true. Then I won't have to qualify. Um, okay, now it's time for the random race challenge. So I've picked a race, random race from your career from Racing Reference. Okay. You have to guess where you finished. Okay. Okay, hold oh, on. Oh, boy. Oh, you don't even know. No, I, I... You have to pull up notes yeah. and stuff. Okay, this is the 2013 New Hampshire Spring Race. 2013 New Hampshire Spring Race. I kind of went a ways back for you on this one. 2013 New Hampshire Spring Race. Did I, did I finish like fourth or fifth? You finished fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you did. Finished fifth. I remember that race. We uh, we had a good car. We ran top 12-ish um, most of the day. And late in the race, we uh, we took two tires. And I restarted on the front row with my now boss, Tony Stewart. And uh, and, and I lost a couple spots to a few cars that had four tires. And, and we finished fifth. Wow. I remember that. That's a really good memory. Yeah. yeah. Brian Vickers won that race. You finished right behind Keselowski and ahead of Johnson. Yeah, so. there you go. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Okay. Um, who is the best rapper alive? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not much into rap, so I, 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 I couldn't even guess and throw a name out there. But um, <laughs> a guy that I listen to that plays country music or like kind of 
uh, somewhat of a new age style of country music is a guy named Corey Smith. Okay, yeah. And he occasionally breaks off of uh, you know breaks off of a a chorus and goes into into somewhat of what you would call rap. I think so. I'm gonna go with him, Corey right. Smith. Corey gets the nod. Maybe the yeah. first person to ever say he's the best rapper alive. But yes, you know. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm sure he'll take the compliment. Eric, who has the most punchable face in NASCAR? Does it have to be a driver? No, no, it could be me. I mean, if you oh. feel like it. But I mean, I'd, I'd give me some warning. <laughs> but <laughs> um, man, I don't know. Actually, it would be a toss-up between you and Pacris. <laughs> Bob was just but, here. I mean, I'd I, Bob him take was a here. Shot. But the the I think you would probably get the nod because Bob wears glasses. Like if it. <laughs> You know, yeah. what is that? What what movie is that? You would never hit a guy with glasses, would you? And then he hits him. What movie is that? I don't know. That sounds familiar, though, right? Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have that luxury. I have yeah. sunglasses, but yeah, I feel like I want to take two steps back now. But no, it's good. Okay. Um, NASCAR enlists three famous Americans to be involved with your race team for one race as part of a big publicity push they're doing. So they're going to bring Taylor Swift, LeBron James, and Tom Hanks to the race. You have to choose one to be your crew chief, one to be your motorhome driver, and one to be your spotter. Who do you choose for which role between Taylor, LeBron, and Tom Hanks? Oh, wow. Um, mm. All right, everybody, a quick break here because I have to explain what happened. So at this point, Almirola had started to answer this question, and I looked down at my recorder, and all of a sudden, it was just, it was just off. It was just completely dark. So I tried, fl- I say, uh-oh. And he looks at me, he's like, what? And I'm like, uh, I'm panicking, trying to flip the switch of the recorder back on. Nothing. It will not go back on. And this has never happened to me before. All the interviews I've ever done have been really good about batteries and things like that. Never had a recorder die on me. So um, it's always been my fear, but it never happened. So it happens. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And um, he was up against, he was running the K&N West race at Sonoma. So he had to go. He didn't really have extra time to start over. We didn't know when it had left off, if the recording had saved at all. I didn't know if I lost the whole thing. So he and Lauren Emling, his PR woman graciously look at me and say, don't worry, we will, uh, we'll fit you in tomorrow before the, the cup race and we'll redo it or we'll pick up wherever you left off. And I was just so embarrassed standing there. But Eric looks at me and he goes, now you definitely have the most punchable face in NASCAR. (laughs) So fortunately, I got back to the media center, and I turned the recorder back on. I got it plugged in. Um, it must have been a, some weird battery issue, and I had everything up to the point you heard, so we didn't really have to do anything except the start of this answer. So now we will pick up race day morning at Sonoma with the other four questions instead of being the uh, t- eight questions with Eric Almarola. We didn't lose anything. Oh, good. So we can pick up right where we left off. You still have a punch, the most punchable face. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for, uh, you know, I think it's because I didn't say hi to you the first time. Hi. It is. Hi. How are you? Good morning. Thank you. Good Round morning. two. Thanks for doing this again. So I was asking you about uh, Taylor Swift, LeBron James, Tom Hanks, spotter, yes. motorhome driver, and crew chief. What and I remember you? this. And I, yeah. I, I remember saying I, I currently have a woman uh, motorhome driver who is amazing. Um, she is, is an incredible bus driver. She takes care of me, uh, like a mom. She cooks awesome and she loves our kids and, and she's just great. So I'm going to stick with the woman theme 
Taylor Swift uh, would would is going to be my bus driver. Um, I'm going to go with uh, <sighs> I'm going to go with LeBron James, crew chief. He seems okay. uh, pretty methodical. He mm-hmm. seems like uh, and he's pretty intense. And that's kind of you know that's a that's a guy you would want to lead your team. Um, he he does seem uh, he does seem like a good leader um, <laughs> from time to time, um, and it, and you know I think uh, I think his intensity would you know would would uh, would rub off and, and you know motivate the whole team, and then spotter Tom Hanks right yeah I, he's the only one left he is yeah so I guess we have to go with him for spotter and I think he would uh, you know. He he role plays all the time. That's what he does for <laughs> he a could living. Fake it, yeah. yeah, he could fake it. So um, I'm sure I'm sure if he could just listen to somebody else spot for a few minutes, he'd he'd pick right up on it. I like that. What is the key to finding the best pre race bathroom? Um, y- experience. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lot of experience that comes in into play with that, and and occasionally the racetracks will move uh, where they position the porta potties, but Usually the porta potties are, are in the same location uh, at the same racetracks. So um, after you know several years of doing this, you get out of the uh, the truck that you ride around uh, for pre-race, and there's usually a line of drivers waiting at the the same porta potties. Okay. So NASCAR decides and misses the highlight reel value brought by Carl Edwards backflips. They're looking for a new driver to do this. How much would they have to pay you to backflip off your car after your next win? <sighs> Uh, no amount of money. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Um, there would be, there would be no monetary figure that would, that would actually help me complete the backflip. You know, yeah. like I, I think if, if I had a chance, I would, I would throw a big number out there, but I know that I have zero chance <laughs> of completing the backflip. I feel like I would get about halfway around and land directly on my head, um, but uh, I, I'd be willing to give a somersault a whirl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'd give you a dollar for that. Yeah. I don't know. But a yeah. somersault. That's where like you put your head on the ground and yeah. just like just ass over tea kettle. Yeah. Yeah. Seems easy. My enough. yeah. My five year old son and my four year old daughter can both do it. Surely I can do it. Sure. So uh, the last interview I did was with Chase Elliott, and I asked him to give me a question for you specifically. Um, he said he didn't know you very well. The most he knows of you is from watching the thing where you went to Cuba on TV. Yeah. He learned a lot about you. But he, so he wanted to ask you, um, what's the biggest thing that SHR does um, that has helped you uh, so far this year, or the favorite part about being there uh, now? Um, I, I think I think the thing that SHR does that helps me the most is that they have. They have the ability to pay attention to every single detail, and, and that's something that is new for me. Um, but they have, you know, they have the resources, the manpower, and the ability to, you know, to to not only make race cars go fast, but to deliver a lot of information to me. Um, tons of data, tons of you know, engineers and 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 people, uh, and the manpower willing to. Um, you know, go and get uh, get data that I'm looking for, or to sit down and, and talk with me. Um, you know, I think the the personal aspect uh, is something that you know I think has helped me the most. Just being around a group of you know almost 400 employees that are 
hardcore racers and and they all are pulling the rope in the same direction and to have that many people and and most of them um you know all willing to not most of them all of them willing to to work together for a common goal and and i just seem to fit in and and i feel like everybody is is there and they've welcomed me with open arms and and they're all willing to help in any way possible and not that I haven't had that in the past, but just the 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 attention to every detail, but including me as a detail. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in, in at other race teams that I've been in or been at that, you know, the, the driver um, kind of carries his own weight and you you prepare in your own way, you you whatever that may be, and you show up and you do your job. But at SHR, like you're you're part of the team and you're mm. part of the detail and and they they put just as much time and energy in me as they do the race cars interesting um this might increase my face punchability but i don't know who the next interview is with do you have a uh, <sighs> <laughs> are you really, are you really that unscheduled well this is uh do you wing it this often yes okay. yes you found yeah, yeah pretty much yes all right i don't i so do you have a question i could ask another driver uh, just in the garage in general. Uh, how about you come back to me when you know who the next interview is going to be? I, I, I could do that. You, you might, I mean, will you respond? Will you? Yeah, I'll I mean, respond. I guess you showed I mean, back up today. So you, I did, you're yeah. You a good track record. I mean, I could have left you at you eight questions. It could have been eight questions. Eight, yeah, it could have been eight questions with Jeff Gluck instead okay. of 12 questions with okay. Jeff Gluck. All right, Good. I will come back to you. Thank you for doing this again. I appreciate right. it. Thanks. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Uh, I really appreciate Eric being willing to do that and uh, come back the next day, squeeze it into a schedule. i tell you what, uh, a lot of drivers, if that had happened, would just be like, sorry, you're getting the eight questions. That's it. You're, you're not, uh, not continuing on here. So um, <laughs> I'm grateful that he was willing to uh, participate and finish off the questions. I know we don't have a question for the next guy. The next interview just found out is going to be with Casey Kane. And so I submitted that to... Lauren Emling, who I mentioned is his PR person. She's going to ask him when they start their appearances Thursday at Daytona. They'll give me the question in time for the Casey Kane interview, hopefully. So that is the plan. I don't know the question yet, but you will hear it on the next 12 questions. Before we go today, I have three patron shout outs that I'd like to pass along. These are people who pledge $10 or more per month on my Patreon page which is patreon.com slash Jeff underscore Gluck. That is how I get to the races and make a living in case you are new to the podcast and weren't not aware of that. But this week I want to thank Wesley Ham, John Hill, and Rachel Goldthwaite. And uh, Rachel had a nice thing to say. Uh, I, I sent her a thank you note saying, you know, I really appreciate her coming on board. And she said, hopefully it inspires others who are late to the game to join in because she had meant to uh, to do it sooner. So I appreciate that sentiment. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it's another How I Got Here. And this one is with Joey Meyer, who is Brad Kozlowski's spotter and his pilot. So uh, I'll ask him how he got to be in that dual role. Not something I was super familiar with as far as somebody holding both jobs but uh we'll ask him about that and his days working for dale earnhardt senior yes he actually was a pilot for dei back in the day so that should be interesting as well anyway thanks as always for listening until next time talk to you later on the untitled jeff gluck podcast